Welcome to The Mindful Apprentice, brought to you by Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. In this podcast series, we want to share stories and information to help everyone make the apprenticeship a success, whether you're an employer or the apprentice. We've interviewed a wide range of apprentices, employers, specialists, charities and clinicians to make this series. Wherever you're listening, we hope you'll find it helpful. Hello, I'm Dominic Arkwright. In this programme, we're talking about when things go wrong in your apprenticeship. It's not always going to go your way. There's going to be days where it's tough. It's going to be days where you can't pass everything with flying colours. You may have just had an off day. There may be something else going on somewhere else. But you have to understand that you can do this. You've got yourself onto the programme. You've got yourself the employer. This is just a hurdle. And you can jump over it or you can smash through it. But it's just a hurdle. So, some encouragement from Darren Marks, Managing Director of Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. But it is a common thing, fear of getting things wrong, fear of failure, either in the workplace or in the assessments. It certainly bothered Jessa Lee during her apprenticeship at construction consultancy Stace. When I first started my apprenticeship, I was worried that um, I would fail my endpoint assessment. And... You know, up until my endpoint assessment, I was incredibly scared of failing. The thought of like going through all that effort just to fail it in the end is still terrifying and it's difficult, I guess, to come to terms with. Jessa had supportive management and also got advice from other apprentices. But she had another way of looking at life as well. The apprenticeship and what I do in my day-to-day doesn't completely define me because I've got other other hobbies and things that I like to do such as you know music or being creative and dressmaking and and so I take great comfort in that you know I have these other things going on in my life and I've got friends that I can talk to and reach out to which really helps manage in terms of the fear of failure. But it is real and Olivia Skane talks about it to would-be apprentices in her role as an apprenticeship ambassador. Definitely the fear of failure, fear of not fear of not being as good as everyone else. That that is very common, but it's about realizing you're at the very start of your career. If you come straight from school, you're at the very start of your career and it's normal to feel like that. And even people that are experienced have times where they feel like they're not good enough. You've got to believe in yourself you got this apprenticeship for a reason they hired you for a reason so you've got to show them what you are capable of and it's fair to ask the question what in any case is the problem with failure here's emily hutchinson a chartered occupational psychologist the first thing to um, recognize is that failure is part of life really and i think um, you know there's a lot of research and evidence out there about you know people who've achieved amazing things in their lives have not done that without quite significant failures Um, so actually in a way failing at something is a sign that you've kind of gone beyond what's safe that you've kind of pushed yourself a little bit further and sort of grasped a challenge that actually isn't easy and with that challenge sometimes comes failure so I think there is something about you know again We often don't talk about it enough, but talking about it is a really good thing. It's really good role modelling, actually. I often encourage senior leaders in organisations to talk about failure um, because it allows other people not to be perfect. None of us are perfect. And as I said, failure actually can be 
a kind of positive experience in some ways because actually if you can learn from that that's where you often get your best learning from. And that's a view shared by Carol Petropoulos, assistant principal at New College Swindon. I think it's about changing our mindset on failure. You know failure can often be just something hasn't quite gone right but it's about not giving up and it's about looking at where we're at and thinking how far did I come? What bit of that was a success? Take each little bit, not the, the overall picture. Which bit did work for me? Um, what did I do well within that situation? And what didn't go so well? And work on the things that didn't go so well as you move forward. You know, nobody has a clear run at life. There's always challenges, there's hurdles, there's setbacks. But you've got to learn from those setbacks. A mistake's only a real mistake if we keep doing it. If it's something that we learn from, then I would say it's not a mistake, it was a learning curve. And we've learned from it and we don't make that same mistake again. And then it isn't a mistake because it's taught us something and we should be learning all the way through our lives. So maybe celebrate your successes rather than dwell on the setbacks. But when they do happen... The important thing is not to kind of hide it or pretend that it's not happening. So again, I think what my experience of workplaces is they'd rather know that something's gone wrong. So if you've done something and it hasn't gone to plan, rather than trying to immediately sort of, you know, think, oh, no one will notice or or kind of even repair it yourself in, in some respects, it's better to immediately tell people. Really reach out to the people that are running your apprenticeship scheme and, you know, who's talking to you and tell them. So there's something about don't suffer in silence. I think that's a huge thing. And I think, again, in the workplace, perhaps maybe more than in education that you might think, oh, God, I'm in a grown up world and I need to kind of just buckle up and get on with it. Um, But it really doesn't work like that in the workplace. You know, um, everyone has stuff that they can do and everyone has stuff that they can't do. And if you are struggling, I would absolutely say talk to someone. That's the first thing to do. Don't be afraid to say, you know, I'm finding this difficult. Occupational psychologist Emily Hutchinson and Jordan Keane, Deputy Head of Apprenticeships at South Devon College, says your training provider is a good first port of call. The training providers are on hand to help you succeed and working in a training provider myself, that's definitely the the way that I look at it is we are there to support you um, and an apprenticeship while it might take a year to complete if it takes you three years that's absolutely fine that's that's not an issue it's that rewarding feeling at the end when you when you reach it and there might be peers in your classroom that are flying ahead and going massively fast through the program but actually whether it takes you at 12 months or it takes you 36 months you've done it you've achieved it and I think you know it's just about understanding that there's little wins in there as well so it's not always about the looking at the end and looking at that final epa at the end of it it's about taking each week as it comes and each week learning more more and more towards getting to that end goal so that's something to bear in mind if your apprenticeship takes a little longer than expected it's not the end of the world but what about this you just don't like the apprenticeship you're doing Yes, that's not uncommon. Uh, hopefully we've done enough advice and guidance to get them close to where they think they might want to be, but they can change. Darren Marks from Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. There's options to not drop out, obviously, but to change tax slightly. It could be that actually there might be a more prescribed role within the organisation that they want to work within. So as an example, it could be an auditor, a post account manager. And it might just be that change of role that could really support and kick the person on. It might just be the employer. They just don't fit together. Sometimes that's the case. You change your employer and it's a whole new story. 
But if it is a complete career change as well, this just really isn't for me, I really wanna do something different. It's a case of just saying, you know what? I've tried, I've given it a, a fair amount of time, I've progressed to a certain point. There are some natural pauses, some natural stops. You can still walk away with some qualifications or ultimately you can take some skills you've already developed and transfer them across to a different apprenticeship. It's not a decision to take lightly and probably not one to make on your own. But chartered occupational psychologist Emily Hutchinson thinks it's a little unfair to expect us to get it right first time. There's a lot of pressure when you're younger about what you what do you want to do, you know, and you've got to decide what you want to do. And that, that whole notion is absolutely ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, really, most of us now will probably work till we're at least 70. So we've got about 50 year career, at least, ahead of us. So A, most people will not do one thing for 50 years because that's a very long time. And also quite often people need to do things to find out whether they like them or not. So there's a huge element of kind of trial and error. You know, you need to try different things and then you'll find out what you like and what you don't. Meg Ginsberg, an apprentice project manager at Southwest Water, says if you are thinking of a change, you need to be clear about which aspects of the apprenticeship you're not enjoying. I think if you're unhappy with the education aspect, and for example, if I wasn't getting on with the actual project management qualification and I, I found that I wasn't absorbing the information or the college weren't teaching it to me in a format that I was able to sort of engage and learn, that's something that you really need to work with your line manager because they could change that. For example, if you've got online learning and you just can't learn that way, which a lot of people can't, see whether you could get moved to a different class which has in-person teaching. Just be open with your line manager because there potentially are other options. The other point is within the organisation, depending who you work for, um, if, for example, I had an issue within my team, there are four, five other teams within the engineering department. So after a while, I mean, even a few months, when people get to know you more, if you say, actually, this team isn't working for me um, or the personalities are clashing, obviously the, um, your line manager would try and support you and sort of work through that. But it, people don't always work together well. That's a sort of, that's just human. So if you've got a sort of flexible and agile organisation, they will support you in moving to the correct team, whether that's a different team within the same department. But yeah, it is a difficult question. It depends what struggles you're having, what you're finding difficult, because learning is difficult. I mean, everyone knows from exams, GCSEs and A-levels, they aren't pleasant, but in a way it has to be done. You can get through it. And if your goals are still the same or if you still want to be in that end role that you have to work towards, then you're going to have to put in the effort. You'd have to do it at university or um, even if you wanted to do a more vocational subject, you have to work hard to get to where you want to go. So. Just make sure that, you know, you know yourself. And um, like I said, the support networks are the most important because they'll really see if you're happy or not. And they'll probably be the ones to say, actually, this isn't for you. Carol Petropoulos from New College Swindon says you should also consider how far down the line you are. There's nothing embarrassing about wanting to change. Often when you go into an apprenticeship or even a college course, they're named such things that don't bear any resemblance to anything you did at school. You might think at school, oh, I quite liked um, computer studies, but actually getting an apprenticeship in an organisation that just deals with computers, maybe nothing like the course that you did, 
and that's fine or it might be that it is like what you thought it was going to be but actually you've seen something else that you think would be more exciting would suit you better then that's fine but talk to your employer talk to your college because it's also important that you sometimes young people back out of doing something like an apprenticeship because it's very challenging they're finding it difficult and it's about making sure you're giving up not because you're finding it tough or it's difficult or you're frightened that you can't do it if you still want to do it then look for the support to do it but if you really don't like it and you've tried it and you've done your best then it's about finding out what the options are and most colleges will have someone that you can talk to about that about what the options are what could the next steps be are you nearly at the end of that apprenticeship in which case it may be worth keeping going to get the qualification because qualifications are transferable and the skills that you get are transferable so it's about getting that moderated view of where you're at and what you're doing and chartered occupational psychologist Emily Hutchinson goes along with that. It could be that actually you need to give it a bit more time. So I would say, you know, uh, spending a week doing something is probably not long enough to know whether you like it or not. But maybe if you've been doing it for three months and you're still thinking this is really not for me, then, you know, that's fair enough. Um, you know, that is time to kind of certainly have a conversation with someone and I'd say really again the earlier you talk to someone about it the better so I, I would talk to someone what you don't want to do is to kind of moan and whinge so I think that's again something that doesn't go down too well um, in the workplace. But at the end of the day you're in charge of your own destiny and if you really hate something you always have a choice which is to try and do something different about it which is either change it within and stay where you are but change what you're doing or of course it's to leave totally and rethink your career options and go and do something else but you know you're never you're never without any control in that situation you can always make a choice to do something different. Emily Hutchinson but let's leave the final word to apprentice quantity surveyor Jessa Lee. I think it's just to reiterate that it's never too late to sort of change what paths that you're on like it, if you end up realizing that you've gone down a route or a career that you really haven't enjoyed there are so many other options and there's so many skills that you can take away from everything next time we'll look at how some of the challenges we've been talking about can affect your mental health and how to spot the signs until then i'm dominic arkwright that's all for now Thanks for listening to this edition of The Mindful Apprentice. We hope you found something in it which was helpful to you or perhaps a colleague or friend, whether you're a new starter or a seasoned professional. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in the podcast or want to find out more about organisations which can provide help and support, go to sawiot.ac.uk forward slash The Mindful Apprentice. <laughs>